0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Minds Over Money podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Brady. On this week's episode, again, I'm covering three headlines from last week that I feel are a little underreported and have implications uh, on your potential investment portfolios, as well as covering another financial planning topic, one of our 12 great mistakes we find investors making, and that is taking on too much risk. So sit back, grab your cup of coffee and enjoy. Our first headline this week is how the afternoons are becoming the new rush hour in the suburbs. So suburbs all over the country are experiencing much higher traffic in the afternoon due to work from home residents. Uh, Morning traffic is still well below pre-pandemic levels with obviously more people working from home. Uh, The afternoon traffic has come roaring back and is actually heavier in some places than pre-pandemic. 40 of the 100 largest US metro areas are seeing an uptick in afternoon traffic, likely due to uh, people who work from home running errands or leisure-like trips, and also deliveries of your Amazon uh, packages and takeout food. Uh, Flexible work schedules obviously are largely to blame as people uh, are going for an afternoon coffee uh, and taking their Zoom uh, meeting at a local coffee house or a trip to the gym trying to stay in shape. Uh, Obviously, uh, if you're out running afternoon errands, maybe expect uh, a little longer delay due to traffic. Our next headline covers a topic I'm sure everyone has been talking about recently, uh, and that is summer travel. Summer travel is back. Um, It will be more crowded and more chaotic, as I'm sure everyone is is starting to realize. Uh, American Airlines is preparing for about 90% seat capacity on all of their domestic flights. Uh, which is up dramatically from the lows of 2020. I'm sure the rest of the airline industry is going to be following the same trend. Uh, Traveling without rental car reservations or hotel accommodations will be extremely risky. Uh, If you're going to a popular travel destination, make sure you have uh, your lodging and any car rental needs uh, planned out well ahead of time. Um, Here's what you can do uh, to kind of prepare for a little more chaotic travel season. Uh, be flexible with your flight plan if you're flying. Uh, look at a whole month of dates instead of just concentrating on one week. Uh, cheap flight deals are out there. Uh, where to go in Europe, uh, certain places have amazing deals right now. Big cruise destinations like Dubrovnik, Croatia and the Greek islands are good options because there's far less cruise ships out there running uh, and The boats will not be at full capacity. If hotels are sold out, try alternatives. Uh, 91% of campgrounds in the US are expecting higher traffic this summer. Uh, If you're out camping, check out Harvest Hosts, uh, which is a network of over 2,000 farms and vineyards in the country that are allowing overnight RV parking. So, just something different to try out there. Uh, Skip the beach. Maui, Miami, and Cancun are already increasingly popular as travel restrictions are reduced due to the pandemic. Try something off the beaten path, uh, smaller cities or towns. Try ski lodges, which are definitely looking for more summer visitors to explore the mountains and the outdoors. Prepare for changes to entry requirements. If you're leaving the country, uh, the airport is the last place you want to learn about a change to testing or quarantine to to uh, re-enter the United States. Stay up to date on your destination's requirements as well, so you're always prepared. Uh, We're just going to have to be willing to handle crowds and a little more chaos uh, so that we can enjoy our summer travel. Our final headline uh, this week is the electrification of everything. So more and more of our daily lives revolve around products that require electricity. Uh, It's unavoidable. Your cell phone, computer, toaster oven, everything you need in your daily life now requires some form of electricity. Uh, The electrification of everything, simply put, is that more energy we use will come from the electric socket as opposed to uh, oil or gasoline or, or natural gas. Uh, which will increasingly be converted to electricity before coming into our homes and businesses in the future. Uh, This push is primarily coming from environmentalists, cleaner energy, uh, and big tech companies. Consumers are also making this choice uh, at least towards the electricity of a lot of things, maybe not everything yet. Uh, And this trend will only accelerate Uh, The Biden administration has already set aside $174 billion for electric vehicle charging stations, uh, and that $174 billion is from the infrastructure bill. Uh, And $100 billion is also set aside for larger broadband internet infrastructure. A study from Princeton University estimates that electricity's share of total energy used in the United States Will be close to about 50% by 2050. Uh, such a radical transformation of our energy system obviously brings up uh, some complex questions, like what are the implications, uh, what are the benefits, what are the risks involved, and what can we do to prepare for it. Uh, one of the things that we will that will need to happen is an upgrade of our current power grid. If we are to rely more on on electricity, it needs to be much more stable and have less outages. Uh, The proposed infrastructure bill again has $8 billion allocated to new high voltage lines. So you're gonna see more power lines coming in uh, along with uh, actual grid improvements, which is much needed. Um, Obviously the Texas outage in the winter uh, is just a testament to that. Um, One approach to strengthening the grids is with a backup system. There's two ways to implement a backup system. Uh, The first is reserving surplus power generation uh, capacity on standby. That's what currently happens. And another uh, would be electrical storage methods like batteries or pumped water or air. Uh, Before, uh, electrical storage was not actually economically possible, but Due to advancements in battery costs and other technologies, this is becoming much more likely. Uh, as the electrification of everything takes form, consumers will want to control more of their own electricity supply. So, you'll see much more solar power panels being added to houses, uh, and you'll actually see more ge- geothermal power generation. Um, people will want to control their individual power generation. Obviously, new regulations will be needed. Uh, Updates to pricing methods and more diverse grid connections are all going to be needed. Uh, Basically, we're going to see a a dramatic shift in the way that electricity is is coming into our homes and businesses. Um, This will obviously impact your uh, investment portfolios, new companies coming up to supply uh, and store power generation. much larger emphasis on clean energy over oil, gas, and natural gas. Uh, So just things to look out for in the future. This week's financial planning topic is the threat of taking on too much risk. Obviously, every investment portfolio, you have to take risk in order to get return. Uh, The real difficulty is figuring out how much risk you need to take so that you can get X amount of return. Uh, If you know, the market is going gangbusters and everything seems to be going up. You're most likely willing to take on more risk as the market reaches its peak. You might be overextended in your stock positions, not, not having enough in bonds and cash to kind of buoy you for the upcoming correction. Um, that's the, the difficulty. Uh, you really have to have, again, a disciplined rebalancing strategy in place so that you never take on too much risk. You never have so much risk you can't handle the correction that's, that's coming around the corner. The best way to combat this threat of taking on too much risk is again, having a disciplined rebalancing strategy. And in order to have a, a rebalancing strategy, you have to know what you're rebalancing to. Uh, and again, that comes with having a globally diversified portfolio Of stocks in every sector um, so that as the pistons of that machine are going up and down your risk is not more than you can handle Uh, at Michael Brady and company we use two different risk metrics Um, one is quantitative the other is qualitative Uh, and through a discussion with our clients we're able to determine how much risk a client is willing to take building a portfolio surrounding that risk tolerance Uh, and from there it's smooth sailing and uh, just managing expectations if you're interested in getting an independent portfolio review or have any questions about this week's episode feel free to reach out to me our phone number is 440-235-2100 and my email is Cameron at MichaelBradyCo.com Hope you enjoyed the uh, episode and thank you as always for listening.